Hi, everybody. This is Kevin Sabosky. Welcome to the Fastest Route podcast. At Fastest Route, we have a people-centered approach to succeeding at business, helping solopreneurs going from okay to thrive in the shortest amount of time. Today as my guest, I have Steve Zaskowski, who is the founder and operator of a business called CirrusNet. I met Steve uh, five or six years ago and was a member of his referral group. Welcome, Steve. Welcome to the podcast. Kevin, I'm appreciative you asked me to be on the podcast and looking forward to having a great time with you. Yeah, great. Thanks. It's been a while since we've talked. We'll get into that in a little bit because I wanted you to give a little bit of background to our listeners as to what is CirrusNet? How'd you get involved? What do you do? What should they know about CirrusNet? Okay, well, thanks for that opportunity. Um, you know, most small business people in local communities, and when I'm talking about small business people, from my perspective, Kevin, I think you and I uh, have a, a deep affinity for solopreneurs and smaller yeah. businesses. Uh, my clients are the people that you see on Main Street in in small town America, like in Brighton, uh, Canton, Ann Arbor, places where people need to be known locally. And uh, so I, I help them in the areas of professional development and referral marketing so they can get their heads wrapped around how to be productive in the relationships that they're, they're hoping to be significant in and how to better serve their clients. Uh, most people that have been doing business for any length of time that are good at it, they might have been invited to experience like a BNI group, something like that. Uh, so my what does yeah, BNI stand yeah, for? Yeah, yeah, it stands for Business Networking International. They're the largest networking organization on the planet. Uh, launched in the early 80s. Uh, I was a member of BNI when I owned a mortgage company in a past life. Uh, but, you know, the times have changed. They launched in the 80s and their business still operates on the same model. Uh, my business, CirrusNet, came out in 2008. And it's basically the opposite of BNI from the standpoint that uh, they're facilitator-led groups. So CirrusNet are facilitator-led professional development and referral passing teams. It's a mouthful. <laughs> that's, that's, for, that's for sure. Uh, so my, my passion is helping small business professionals get connected, learn how to make those relationships productive and positive, uh, and to really be somebody that they can count on to always bring good stuff to them. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and I don't know that you know this, but I, I owe the creation of Fastest Route to you. And that's no, you, no, you don't. <laughs> Just a little bit. Really? I, I, so I started it as a result of the work that I did in your group. So I was I was a member of one of your referral groups. It was very uh, potent for me, helping me find clients, but also, you know, for a lot of us solopreneurs, just having sort of an office to go into with other people, you know, it was like always my place where I knew all everybody there. So it was kind of the nice time, but also it really kind of dialed me into my appreciation for solopreneurs and the concerns and really, really um, help, you know, focusing on helping them design their business because a lot of what I saw in the groups that I was with you, but, but it's been a while since you and I have chatted. You are, you're, you're now in Arizona. I am. I am. And, and CirrusNet has, has changed as well, too, uh, as a result of the, the pandemic. As you know, I, I used to live in Howell, 
uh, Michigan, and you, you used to drive to Brighton and Ann Arbor and Canton uh, 180 times a year uh, to yeah. go and set up meeting rooms and, and do it the way that I'd always learned how to do it. And uh, the pandemic closed all of my business locations when, when everybody was told to stay home and stay safe. And yeah. we, tra we transitioned uh, onto Zoom. And after, after doing it for about uh, four or five months, I looked at my wife and I said, I don't care if they say the pandemic is over tomorrow. I can never go back to doing it in person now that I've done it this way. <laughs> really? Yeah, nice. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's cool to bring the networking meeting to my members wherever they are now. Yeah, and yeah. and they don't have to travel or go anywhere. So you should you should come on back and take in an online experience. I think you'd have a great time, Kevin. And plus, not I only that, I I love the work you're doing, helping uh you know entrepreneurs develop a leadership team with other solopreneurs. I think that's brilliant leverage. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. The the pandemic had a similar impact on me, making me virtual. And so now I'm I'm uh, I'm. I'm a digital nomad now, Steve. I'm I'm living in an RV, traveling around. Put my green screen up in the front and do videos and do podcasts. I'm in I'm on South Padre Island now. So, oh wow! Uh, uh, listen, yeah. if you're ever passing through Arizona or anticipate doing that, yeah. uh, we got We got we have to have you here in Sierra Vista. I'm in Southern Arizona now, uh, maybe 30 miles north of Nogales, Mexico, okay. and uh, we're 4,600 feet above sea level, so we don't get the Phoenix-like rip-your-face-off heat. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Average year-round temperature here is about 78 degrees. Oh, wow. That's 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 worth. That's okay. <laughs> I don't. Know and I love. I love so, that you. I love that you freed up your business too. I mean, it's amazing yeah. to be able to go anywhere and still be able to impact people. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and my, my big thing is uh, learning the digital marketing. We'll, we'll save that for another time where yes. I can hear how you're getting customers. Yes. That's, it's a different game. And, and I've been thrown into the digital marketing world, and it's, it's, a, it's a real challenge. But what I wanted to talk to you today about is something that is, uh, I think, very intuitive for you. But for mm -hmm. me, it was, it was a learned thing. Mm -hmm. You and I did a workshop years ago on, on helping people sort of understand the fundamentals of of relationship building essentially you know how do you how do you become a, a someone that other people refer right because right. that's your game it's a it's getting people referrals and and what people don't, a lot of people don't understand is is getting a lot of referrals is a lot more about how you be than than the person that you want to refer you and so we did this workshop on that and i can tell you the stuff that i presented was all stuff i learned in my life because i'm i think you're a people person steve and i'm i'm probably much less introverted <laughs> you're much more extra extroverted but you just you love people it looks like anyway is that do you love people steve you most of the time i really do kevin yeah, <laughs> that's shocking to me. <laughs> you know, I don't know why that is. I mean, we're all wired just a little bit differently. And I do like people. And just like you, you know, you when we did that workshop, the content came from a potpourri of experiences that you've had and tools yeah. that you've learned that all together built this beautiful puzzle 
when put together, right? That you could look, take a look back at and say, wow, that makes total sense to me now. And, you know, this is the, and, and the thing that I see in today's world is that fewer and fewer people have uh, the, the acumen and the skill set to be able to really develop the powerful relationships. They do need help kind yeah. of with that, especially since, as you know, over the last couple decades, more and more people are communicating through chats and through, yeah. uh, you know, video and things that there really is an art to connecting with people on such a level where you're enrolled in their journey, you know, and, 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 and they're enrolled in yours and that enrolling, you know, really is like you celebrate their victories as though they're yours. And uh, so, so I, yeah, I've always really gravitated to people. I've been, I was really shy for a long time until college and then uh, the fraternity changed all of that. So right. yeah. it did. <laughs> it did. Yes, I, I went to college back in the day when you could have a real, uh, the traditional well-rounded college experience, which included a lot of partying. <laughs> well, I wanted to dive into that. You know, I mean, one of the things that I tell people differentiates a fastest route and me is is i look at business as a human or human centered or people centered endeavor yes and we have this huge background where it's really about things you know i mean when we think about business most people think it's about things we still got this thing called human resources and and so <laughs> a lot of times i have a difficult time because it most people don't think of it as a shock about you know people centered business but but, you know, the, the work that I've done since I'm not natural like you, I studied, you know, biology, philosophy, linguistics to try to understand how, how these strange things worked so I could sort of influence them. Um, but you you are much more intuitive. Is do you, do you is this something that you examine for yourself in terms of like um a philosophical orientation to business where it's about people is that something that you look at your sort of philosophically or is it just totally intuitive for you i think it's a combination of both i think there is some you know being naturally inclined to be able to create relationships with people just kind of off the cuff i mean i've talked to people at a gas station that later on uh, became a client, became a friend, but I literally just, you know, a car pulls up to me on the other side of a gas station pump and I see a logo on their car or their vehicle and I'll, I'll reach over and say, oh, you're, you're a photographer, huh? <laughs> and just, you know, I put myself out there. I'm not afraid to take a little bit of risks. And I also really, I'm, I am strange in that I really get off on seeing other people successful. Um, you know, really, be, uh, it's just it's just how I work. And and really, in the morning, I, you know, one of the things that's been very helpful for me over the last ten years is being more mindful with what I do. So every morning when I'm, you know, getting ready to rise for the day, I don't I don't get out of bed until I've gone through my little prayer ritual and uh one of the things that i ask for is to god for god to give me everything i need today 
to give the people I come in contact with what they need for me today. So it just kind of helps me put the focus off of me and my worry, my goals, not that they're not important or significant, but how can I really be helpful to other people if I'm thinking about myself in the background all the time? And uh, so, you know, you mentioned that you might not have been, uh, you know, a natural per se at that, but, you know, you, you, uh, you learned and you, you were very helpful to me and I know you've been helpful to others. So, you know, I think there's this little concept that people have in life where, you know, like I've had some people that have come to my business groups that were the perfect fit. I could tell right away a business that's easy to understand, a business people in the group might have used for themselves or certainly are going to know people that might. Uh, And what I've found is that there are two types of people that come to my groups. One of them is like the uh, the have do be mentality, where if huh? if I have what I want and people give me referrals and treat me like a celebrity, then I'll be a certain way and I'm going to do certain things for people. So they have a have do be mentality. Can but the people, I just want to be clear about that. Yeah, so when you say yeah. have do be, you're actually talking about an order of yes. Of, yes. So how how do I go about life? I first think about I have to have first. For okay. me to, yeah, for yeah me that, to, that resonates for me. Yeah. Yeah. For me to want to do anything for everybody, they need to help me first. They need to give me some value first. Once I have, then I might be a certain way for them and I, I'll do certain things. So, you know, and that's, that's a hard construct to get through people. Like I've actually had businesses that have come to my business group, not in quite a while, but this did happen a few times. We're like, Hey, Steve, you know, I'd like to join the group, but I don't want to pay anything until I start getting referrals. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, it doesn't really work that way. Because uh-huh. the people that are a good fit for this are people that already feel like they have something of value to give other people and they want to share. They want to share their experiences. They want to share their clients. They're at that point in their business where they're ready to invest in themselves a little bit. And they already know that for them to get what they want, the have do be mentality is going to kill them. So they go into a group with the correct mentality, which is the be, do, have mentality. I know that for this situation to work for me, I've got to be a certain way. You know, I've got to be good to be around. I've got to be an expert at what I do. I've got to do the work. I've got to do the trust builders and meet with other businesses in the network. I know I've got to be a certain way. And then I also know that I've got to do things for other people. I've got to open doors for them. I've got to bring them into my client relationships. And I know that if I'm going to be a certain way and do certain things, that I'll have to. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, this reminds so. It's such a it's a powerful philosophical orientation and it and it's so sort of obvious when you look at it. But I think we are our normal tendency, especially I, I don't know that it's a Western or American thing or what, but it's it's definitely not that. And and I it did take me sort of studying biology to understand that that uh, to the way that we all operate is based upon our concerns. And so if I want to influence someone else, I have to know what their concerns are and I have to help them with their concerns to get them engaged at all. So I got a question for you, Steve. I suppose 
I'm hey, I'm the producer. My name is Spencer. So I hear you guys talking about uh, a standard approach to business and a people-centered approach. Can you uh, just clarify for me, the uneducated, um, what, is, what is the standard practices that uh, make it not human-centered? Oh, that's a great question. So, you know, for me, I, I feel that with business groups, one of the reasons that, you know, I've been able to have wonderful clients, some of them for 10 or 12 years. Um, some clients have been debating, you know, which group they want to join. Should I join a BNI? Should I join a CirrusNet? And I think that the, the differences really are, um, you know, business-centered versus people-centered. So business-centered says like a, a, a networking group that I compete with is called BNI. BNI says to their people, if you miss three meetings in a six-month window, we're going to kick you out and find another mortgage person to join the group. So that's very businessy. That's black and white. It's it's business, right? There's no there's nothing personal about it. It's business. But the reality is, is I'm one of these people that have always had a very difficult time separating the person from the business and the business from the person, especially as a solopreneur. I am my business. <laughs> There's a big part of me in there. And so in my groups, Spencer, uh, my, you know, my, my teams, I value the relationship with people to the point where, you know, they actually have equity in their group from a relationship standpoint. So let's say I've got a client who one year has three deaths in the family. Uh, they're understaffed at business and it's just one of the toughest three months or six months they've been they've been in in a long, long time. Well, me being somebody who's understanding and encouraging and supportive of them helps them get through this issue in their life. And then when they pop out on the other side and they're back ready to rock and roll in business, who's there waiting for them? Who's there uh, to support them? I am. Isn't Steve is there to Sir help them? Yes, thank you. Seriously. <laughs> so so the thing is I don't have like a laundry list of rules that my members have to worry about. I just I hope that they can participate in the system at a certain level, but if they come across any sort of an issue where they need some support from me, you know, this isn't a black and white thing. This is a relationship thing and you know, I I know that I've really deepened a lot of relationships when I've been there for people during their struggles to support them versus saying, well, hey, it's not a good time for you to do this. You shouldn't be in the group. You know, you've got too many things going on. We're going to kick you out and find another heating and cooling company. Yeah. Would you say, would you say that the have, do, be mentality is the business-centered approach and the be, do, have mentality, a more people-centered approach? I don't need to say it anymore because you just said it. Yes. <laughs> yes, awesome. absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm thinking about, you know, what I encounter all the time. Well, you know, when you talk to people about business, you know, what's the goal of business? It's to make money. I mean, it's obvious to so many people that that's what business is. And that's the kind of advice that you get people about how to make more money. And to me, the money comes after the thing that really matters, which is to make a difference in other people's lives. So the tradition has this go like, oh, what are you doing for money? How are you going to make mm -hmm. money? How can you make money? Mm -hmm. um, a people-centered approach says, 
you know, that doesn't work as well. Every time in my business, when I've been, you know, challenged with not enough money, it really throws you into this place where it's like, holy shit, I got to make money. Who can I talk to? And you start looking at people with dollars in your eyes and it's very unseductive. It's just not as attractive. Yeah, so, it, thro- it throws you off. It throws off, yeah. your, it throws off your vibration. Yeah. The whole, you know, you're, you're, you're hit that on that. And I can, I can totally relate to that because, you know, often as a business person, we can live in a feast and famine mode. And, and when we're successful and we're in the feast mode, everything's great. It's wonderful, right? We just got this big client. We just did this amazing work. We're on top of the world. And then the phone stops ringing. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and, then, and, then we, and then we go from filet mignon to hot dogs. And we go, oh, I like hot, I like hot dogs, too. But I sure do like being able to have filet mignon. How can I get some more filet mignon? So, you know, you're right. You know, and I think that. You know, there are some businesses that really they did get into business and their number one goal is to make money. And you can tell who those people are. Um, They just they're not as personal. Um, There are other people. It's not that there's anything wrong with having other people run the business. But when when some people are starting their own business and it's their own personal creation, it's their own expression of who they are. Like for myself, uh, I, you know, to me, when it comes to money, if I can support myself in life and take care of myself, you know, not be a drain on anybody else or have to dip into savings, if I can just take care of myself, I feel I'm happy. I'm really happy because I'm doing work I love and provides for me. You know, if it leads me to millions of dollars at some point in my life, that's lovely. But the other thing that's important for me is having life balance. You know, I I, I do 30 weeks of meetings for my teams. If I had to do them every week of the year, I'd be off balance. And I wouldn't be a person that would be good to be around. So I know that for me to give my best, I need to space them out. Uh, And it also gives me the best for my people, too, because, you know, they're not doing a meeting every single week. They get, you know, 22 weeks of no meetings already, you know, every year. So I've got to be, I think of like the overall that I have. And is that life fulfilling to me? Am I feeling rewarded? Do I feel um, like I'm making a, a small difference? Uh, if I feel that way, I'm happy. And if I can take care of myself financially, all the better. Yeah. I think to me, there's like these two distinct realities about like treating people, you know, caring about what happens, right? So being oriented around the impact on other mm-hmm. people's lives. You know, first of all, it's just way more seductive, right? If you came up to me and says, if I see it in your eyes that what I am to you is a wallet full of cash. Correct. I'm less interested in what you have to do. But if you like genuinely want to help me and I can see that you genuinely want to help me, then that makes it easier for me to trust you. But the thing that I found, which is really has been interesting because I didn't I didn't really start there, which is for the person that is thinking about other people rather than money the internal lives of that sort of way of living is just way more effective, you know? So when I see people that are really driven by helping people, they just, their lives are better. Now, I got here from really about success. You know, I started this inquiry 25 years ago, 30 years ago about how do you win? How do you win at business? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and so where I ended up is the way the way that you if you want to make millions of dollars, just the best way to do it is to be 
uh, people led be really care about people because mm -hmm. not only are they going to be like it more and be and be, respond to you better but you are going to be more effective also and then it's more likely that those millions of dollars show up does that resonate for you steve it, it does resonate and you know we talked about the scarcity or the abundance mindset people can sense that as well too yeah. Uh, and, and it does impact how we react, how we react with people and how we interact with them. Uh, I probably meet my guesses on average about four or five new businesses weekly. So mm -hmm. these are people that, uh, the members of my, my business teams refer to me. They'll send an email and say, Hey, we, you, know, you should connect with Steve. He runs my professional development referral marketing team. Um, I think that this could be a value to you. So we schedule a Zoom call and I get to know who that business is, who's the person, what's important to them. I get to know a little bit about where do they live? Are they married? Do they, you know, just to get a sense of who they are before I say a word about who I am and, yeah. and, and what I'm about. But one of the things that I do say that I think really diffuses whether or not people think I'm trying to sell them anymore is when I say to them, and this is true, like, look, it's my 14th year doing this now. I'm past the point where I'm worried about where my next customer is coming from. I'm not worried about that anymore. What I'm worried about more than anything else is, is it a good fit? Should we decide to work together? Because if it's not a good fit, you're not going to be a happy and satisfied client. You can't really sing the praises of what I do. <laughs> and you're not going to get good results. And I don't want your time or my time. So I had a uh, I had a, a guy that I uh, had an appointment with two weeks ago who was referred to me uh, from another SiriusNet facilitator. And this guy was in the computer software writing business, working to try to streamline operations for companies that are manufacturing and other stuff. And after we got done having our an exchange of information, I told him, you are realistically not a good fit <laughs> for what I do. Uh -huh. People are going to have no clue what you do, even if you explain it to them. Your words are fancy. They don't live in your world. Uh, it's going to be hard for them to relate to you. And, and if they can't relate to you or understand your business, how could they possibly make a meaningful connection for you? But that doesn't mean that I don't have some connections for you. So I still you know, made some good referrals to the guy, to people that I thought could be a good help. But I, I really didn't feel that that was going to be a good fit. And I didn't want that person to try to go through the pains of being in a group, knowing that they're fighting against the stream. On the other side of that, when I do meet somebody online that has a real vibrant personality, is nice, articulates things well, has a good Zoom screen, their computer's not glitching up, their audio's good, I will tell them, I think you're going to have a great experience. And I think you'd be great at this, but why don't we have you attend a meeting and you'll tell me what you think. Awesome. So one of the things that, you know, that I see as a fundamental part of being human is, as you know, we're biological and we need to meet with other people. One of the things yes. I'm launching a new uh, peer group program for solopreneurs and, and the power of, of participating in a peer group in some way or fashion, you know, because as solopreneurs, it's a lonely existence. Um, and so y you are definitely in the peer group business. 
you know, my peer groups are more about business design and mood management. Yes. Yours is about uh, marketing sales, getting new new customers or just referrals to anybody that can help you. Um, but what do you think about that in terms of like the power of of being in a group? Is that important, do you think, for, for, for business? And in what ways is it important? Uh, so, yes, I think it's incredibly important because... You know, generally, most of us, when we're doing a business, you know, we have a certain skill set for that business. That's our area of expertise. Mm -hmm. And to be able to glean different perspectives from other business people who might be in vastly different businesses from us, but might have been down a road that we're walking down, can help us see around the corner what's coming next and mm -hmm. give us valuable feedback on things to consider so I, I think that that's tremendously huge um you know we don't know what we don't and uh we have blind spots in life i've got blind spots you've got blind spots and it's nice when other people can help us see maybe some of those blind spots so we're not accidentally crossing into the wrong lane and running somebody running somebody into a ditch, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think the peer groups, especially when they're led by somebody who can keep everything on point, uh, but also who fosters the communication in such a way where people can dialogue uh, in a way that's received well. Yeah, that's interesting because you point out the 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 facilitate, and that's a big part of what you're doing. And and I've certainly been in peer, been involved near peer groups that that don't have a facilitator. And I know with, you know, CEOs, a peer group <laughs> of CEOs is, is, can be pretty difficult sometimes. You know, a bunch of willful leaders sitting oh. around, everybody's taking control, you know, they, anyway. <clears throat> so that's a big part of what you do, it's, a, it's facilitated. But I think that there's a style with that, right? I mean, you have a certain style and what does that mean and why is that important? Well, well, you know, I think that um, you and I both, you know, really love the EOS process, right? Yeah, um, entrepreneurial just, operating system. Yeah, just absolutely yeah. love it. And, you know, part of that whole thing is uh, trying to, uh, you know, really, you know, kind of systemize all of what you've done. But that whole thing right there also talks about, you know, the importance of leadership. And so to have somebody that can facilitate a process, facilitate a discussion, facilitate the management of time, somebody who's been in front of leadership groups multiple, multiple times, you know, they've got a wealth of knowledge that they can pour back into that group, not to take charge of it per se, but to you know massage it in such a way where the people are going to get the most out of it mm -hmm. yeah now so you've got your CirrusNet group so you've got different teams and you meet regularly but you've also got another program coming up don't you a, a, a yearly uh longer event a... yeah yeah thank you for uh asking about that it's called referraltopia it's uh, it's our third year doing it. It's May 19th this year, and all business people are welcome. You can attend it for as little as free. Uh, we are accepting donations for anybody that wants to support the event, the speakers, and the nonprofit that's benefiting this from this. But it's a 
It's a morning. It goes from 9 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on May 19th. Uh, it is a professional development and live networking uh, morning on Zoom. We've done this before. It flows wonderfully. I've had people tell us that it was one of the best things that they've done online, period. So I, I know that the people that attend it will get a ton of value from it. Three fantastic speakers. Uh, Jason Tracy, uh, who's a sales coach, will be talking about the art of listening. Uh, Wendy Caverly, uh, who also is a CirrusNet facilitator. She runs uh, seven different CirrusNet groups and also has her own networking educational practice as well, too. We'll be covering networking landscapes to help people understand the environment that you're in, whether you're at a networking expo or whether you're at a ribbon cutting or part of a group, to help you understand the environment you're in and how to do that the most successfully. And then our final speaker is a gentleman named Anthony Ieni. He's a Michigan State Spartan, retired basketball college player. He was a uh, uh, with Tom Izzo and was a Big Ten championship player. The neat story about Anthony is that he was the first NCAA Division I basketball player to come from the autism spectrum. He was told he would never graduate high school, uh, let alone ever play sports. Huh. Uh, and he said, oh, tell me what I can do. And uh, his story, he's like the Rudy of basketball, if you're familiar with Rudy, uh, the Notre Dame story. Uh, he's the Rudy of basketball. He authored a book called Centered, which just was released last year in December. I couldn't, I couldn't put it down. Just a wonderful, compelling story. He's the third speaker. He'll be talking about overcoming challenges. Uh, so the inspirational closer. And then in between, we have two live networking sessions in between uh, the, the three speakers. Uh, those are half hour long. I'll be running and giving people guidance and putting people into breakout rooms. And the intention is that people will leave Referraltopia with great things that they've learned from the speakers, uh, great new connections, people that they met online that they can follow up with to set appointments to get to know better. So, uh, and like I said, I'm doing this because I love small business. It gives me a way to give back to the business community, give back to CirrusNet members. Again, people can attend it for as little as free people would like to donate we appreciate that but it's uh i'm just super excited about it yeah that's exciting steve and i uh i appreciate you taking the time today I, you uh were a, a big part of sort of shaping my current business reality and i i always appreciated how you ran your meetings you definitely you know our heart and soul first and i i really appreciate that and i I appreciate you modeling that and sort of bringing it to everyone as well. So thank you for all the work that you do. Well, thank you very much for that uh, beautifully received compliment. So thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. And, you know, I sense, Kevin, that you and I have some collaboration uh, that we'll be able to talk about as well, too, as to how I can uh, get people in front of you to help them develop that leadership team and, and, you know, and, and cause I know you're the person to really help them uh, with that. So uh, there's a book called the one word that I read about four years ago. It was hmm. given to, given to me by uh, a, a person that I used to uh, run my serious net meetings out of. So she was the owner uh, 
and host of the location. And she gave me a book called This One Word, and it's basically designed to take the place of your New Year's resolution that we all make oh. <laughs> and never live up to. And the yeah. one word allows you to dig deep into yourself to find that one word that really is burning inside of you that you use that word as kind of the theme for your year in the things that you do and in the spirit of what you do. And one year I picked the word freedom and you know, I've picked other words. This year my word is collaboration because I really do believe that you know, the power that we can bring to the world when we team up together and have healthy collaboration where everybody's winning, that's the healthiest thing any small business can do. So my word for this year is collaboration. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Perfect for you, Steve. Well, well uh, thank, thank you for joining us today. How will people, how would people get a hold of you if they want to figure out how to participate in a referral group and and accelerate the growth of their business or participate in Referraltopia? What's the best way for them to reach you? So there's, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. So I've got a LinkedIn profile. My last name is spelled Ziskowski, Z-Y-S-K-O-W-S-K-I. Just connect with me there. Uh, also the CirrusNet website, it's spelled C-A-E-R-U-S-N-E-T.com. That has the registration links for Referraltopia and how to get a hold of me and uh, would certainly give anybody the red carpet that uh, came to me through this podcast. Excellent. Well, thank you. And thank you, Spencer, for producing this podcast. Hey, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Kevin Taboski. Go Spencer. Yeah, go hey. Spencer. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for allowing me to have my first discord experience today i'm i'm feeling like i can stand a little bit taller today yeah absolutely it's an honor to curate it for you <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah and thank you kevin i really appreciate this opportunity to be with you you're welcome steve and uh, we'll talk to you next week and uh thank you all for listening uh till the next time kevin Sabaski, fastest route take care <laughs>